because he's going the distance. Uh, 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 this is the show before the show. This is everybody's favorite show right here. The actual. This is where we talk. Oh, look at that. Nice what? little uh, Sprawl in the Berg ticket order just came across there. Nice. Hmm. Always nice to have orders come in. Shout out Devin Heinel for uh, the family there supporting their boy, Devin Heinel. We just announced his belt uh, yesterday, I think, against Dalton Paxson from Gracie Baja Beaver. Already selling tickets. Devin is out of stout, so you know those stout stout boys and girls know how to sell some tickets. They got pretty, pretty decent leadership there, I would say. <laughs> that team does all right for itself. Uh, yeah, man. So that's super exciting. Let's go. Start off the stream with some tickets. Hi, folks. Welcome. <laughs> it's funny because it's funny because I can like vaguely hear you across the hallway. Like I can't really hear you, but when you talk, I can tell you're talking. No, oh, wow. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this jokester. What an absolute jokester he is. We got two minutes until three o'clock, bro. Yeah, man, but we're live already because that's just that's just how we do things around here. So I'm gonna pull up. Um, what should we talk about Facebook. for two minutes? Yeah, pull up Facebook. Make sure it looks and sounds I. Right. I'm, um, I'm gonna look at iTube, YouTube. We need to do more with YouTube. It's like this. I hear it's. I hear people watch a lot on it. Hey, what is YouTube? Is that like Vimeo? I don't know. Is it like? Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't even think. How do I find it on YouTube? It should just be there. Live. It should just be right on our page. Wait, this is live now. Yeah, okay. it should be live now. We are live now, bro. No, We're so live. Live page. We're super live. Started live streaming a hundred and eighteen seconds ago. That's awesome. Seconds. Mute that. YouTube out here measuring in seconds. Streaming 118. Ooh, we're not quite 3 p.m. All right, so if anybody's here right now, first off, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. We always love having you here. The show's officially going to start at 3. We've got a really good lineup coming your way. Uh, like a superstar lineup. Superstar. BitB18 lineup. So I wanted. we're kicking it off with Luke Martin from Stout. Uh, he's facing Tanner Cahill. Really, he's a D2 national champ wrestler. That bout with Tanner is insane. We had Tanner on last week, so you got to hear from him on that, and that was a really, that was a really, really good podcast segment. Dude, Tanner killed it. The Shop Boys always kill it. So I'm excited to hear Luke's perspective, though, because obviously a D2 national champ wrestler making his MMA debut, it's a big deal. It's a big storyline. That's the kind of stuff that gets promoters and just fans of MMA hyped for sure. Look at this guy popping in. You recognize him? Let's go. Let's go. What's up, dude? No cheeseburger today, unfortunately. Problem with Edwin Vera is that he's not watching it on two four seven live. He's watching it on Facebook, but you got to go where the people are. You got to serve the people where they're at, I guess. So I'm glad you're watching Edwin. But yes, the two four seven live app is obviously superior to any other platform that we're on. So we just sent out a little push notification. I just got it on my phone. Look at us go. Look at all this technology with the two four seven boys. You love to yeah. see it. Dude, it's 3.01. We're late. We're here. 
we're live and we're here and we're talking so i think we're good what should we just jump right into that last sprawl announcement because as of right now sprawl the bird too Coot Lee, yes what's up Hook? is he on the app or youtube where's yeah, he at nice nice who so you, you guys ever see this event B10 MMA and boxing one night one roof. I got the off when we went to lunch. I'm wearing the throw the throwback lanyard from the canceled show. So this is like a vintage. Um, I don't know. This is probably worth a lot of money these days. So I might need to pawn it. But yeah, we got we got a stacked lineup of BitB18 competitors, superstar lineup. But also Sprawl the Bird two Friday. I don't think, I don't think people want like want to know the the last bout okay we won't tell them that it doesn't matter nobody needs to know we'll just never announce it yep i think that's what we gotta do you just show up and on friday october 20th at the hollywood casino at the meadows you just show up and there will be one more bout that you weren't expecting that's how it'll work so actually i would be okay with that if it wasn't like a pretty hype matchup <laughs> it's really good hoop lee is just tossed just tossed the hammer chew in about to watch some 247 live dude that's the life right there does nothing's better than that man that is amazing actually a there's hammer snuffing, chew there's there's snuffing S- better than that snuffing better wow ryan's got a way with words i do that's awesome so, so, Sprawl okay, the Bird so 2. Do people want to know of, uh, the last bout of Sprawl the Bird 2? Do you think the people want to know? They probably want to know. I've seen some people right. who want to know. Whether they're here right now or not, That I don't know. But we're going to use this to clip out and announce right. it on social anyway. So I'm going to say it so I don't have to say it twice. Here's the deal. Hoot Lee decides if if we if we announce it or not all right and if edwin's still here edwin Edwin or who if either one of you like let's have a unanimous vote will the votes roll in we'll give them a minute so it's a it's hype and it barring you know a fighter dropout a pullout canceled bout something like that this bout will be the last one on sprawl in the bird two we're really really pushing the max on that um sprawl in the bird one we had 32 matchups i believe and that was too many <laughs> and we talked about not doing that again but here we are kind of doing that again with 27 yes. well, so well, so i said when we were going into it like 20 max 25 and then my my here my staff obviously listens to me well i mean you start you start rolling and it's like dalton rosta once on josh fremd once on uh we get nikki rod in this weird exhibition incredible three-headed hydra match and it's just like all right alex hudick once on late late notice they were not saying no to any of these people yeah we voted yes all right i'm surprised hootley with the chaw didn't say no just to just to be that guy he should have been that guy edwin vera has not responded he stopped listening edwin just popped in and immediately popped back out said i think he's like a one minute man oh nice i mean 
No, like he was only in for a minute. What do you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was only in for a minute. Yep, that's okay. that's definitely what. That's what I meant. I don't know right, about you. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's Ladies and gentlemen, the last wow. matchup for Sprawl on the Bird. What's up, Jared Billy? Ryan and Hinter. I, yeah, I like that type of Hinter. Of correct spelling. I like that. All right, here we go. Here we go. The last one. There it is. There it is. Jarek Fry versus Steve Mowry, a black belt heavyweight showdown. Steve Mowry, the number three ranked Bellator heavyweight. Literally, number three ranked Bellator heavyweight. Just making sure you guys heard that. That means he's literally one of the best heavyweight MMA fighters in the world. Steve Mowry from Butler, PA versus Jarek Fry. Jarek is a savage as well and we've been hearing we actually wanted him on sprawl one as well and he couldn't do it so i was super excited to lock him down for sprawl two so he runs veteran bushido brotherhood they do incredible stuff for veterans in the community oh hogaback hound dogs here so Jarek and veteran bushido brotherhood do incredible things for veterans in the community they kind of give out scholarships for uh like fitness programs as i understand it for veterans so if a veteran coming home wants to get into a good fitness routine they help make that happen maybe if means are a little stretched or if they just need a little help they're there for that and Jarek also just ran a super successful uh barbershop throwdown grappling event last weekend i saw a lot of familiar faces a lot of people that are going to be on sprawl two grappled at that card so that looked like a great time i unfortunately couldn't be there i really did want to be there but next one we'll get him on the next one so we got Jarek taking on steve mowry um, there is, it's a heavyweight bout, like I said, but there is a, a weight difference here. Steve is significantly larger than Jarek, so I appreciate Jarek step, stepping up and being like, I don't care. I'm going to take it. Like I said, he's a savage and he rolls with Dempsey all the time. So he's no stranger to uh, going against somebody super dangerous and, and powerful. So this is a killer matchup. We just had Steve on the podcast as well, and that kind of kickstarted it. He was like, how do I, how do I get on that card? We were like, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk. So he's Ryan Cavanaugh's in the house just to let you know. Wow. Things are good when Ryan Cavanaugh's wow. with you. Yeah. Look at this. Hoga back as well. Let's go, boys. See you next weekend. The boys are about to go off next weekend. About to hear from one of your boys here in a second, Hoga back. Luke Martin about to join the show. So you might want to stick around for that. Roby in the house, too. Rich Roby. Hey, hype about Fry versus Maori. We are as well, my friend. And Roby's match against Ken Robeson. That's sick. That's a rematch. And I love a good rematch. I love getting Roby back in there after he fought Max Hansen at the first uh, sprawl on about, what was that, like two hours notice maybe? <laughs> Max, he had about two hours to get ready for that one. And Max Hansen's just, you know, no big deal. Dante Leone's main training partner and, you know, one of the best in the world now of black belt on a tear. Yeah, two hours. That's enough time for Roby to get ready for sure. So that, that was a fun one. Uh, we're excited to have Roby back and that this whole sprawl card guys like I'm not listen I'm not just gonna toot our own horn too much here but I do encourage you to go check out that full card at 247fighting.com go to our Instagram it's we nuts have, we have one of the top grapplers in the entire world we have a UFC guy two Bellator guys we have savage gentlemen in the house. We have, like, 
we we haven't even started talking about Gavin Teasdale and Lucas Siebert and this Ch- Chase Boyd. I'm not even looking. Like there are so many awesome fighters, grapplers, super fighters, whatever you want to call it. It's it's a star-studded, angry show. I like calling them super fighters. I like that. Super fighters. That's <laughs> that's funny. You guys are some super fighters. You guys are some super fighters. But yeah, I just, uh, if you go to our Instagram, it's at 247 Fighting Championships. I just posted a video today where every matchup is in that video. And I actually included Jarek versus Steve. So if anybody was really paying attention, they would have known this already. So that that's a fun little Easter egg. So Hoot Lee um, was wanting us to correct the, the record and say that Taylor Cahill is a one-minute man. <laughs> just so, so we ryan, know ryan kavanaugh is watching on the 247 live app if you haven't <laughs> there's there's <laughs> nothing main event about that hunter listen hey you guys know, let me just there's people that do and people that talk about it okay <laughs> hunter talks about it he's never even played football but he'll talk about football like it's like he knows everything that's true he, I do do that. He was like, like, did everyone see the James Franklin thing the other day? Hunter, did you just see Just throw it? it deep? Yeah. That, yeah. So this reporter says the dumbest thing in the world. Like, What was it? I didn't see the question, but I heard that James Franklin reacted real crazily to it. And I, now I'm interested. I was like, do you, ever, do you ever think of just telling Drew to like, no matter what, just like, have someone run a deep route, and even if he's covered, just throw it. That's a great question. Like, What's that? That's a great question. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he's like, I don't even understand the question. Like, why would you do that no matter what? Like, no matter what, you're just going to throw the ball oh. to the guy that's covered. No, I do. I do ever. So the reason I saw that is I believe the reporter worked for a certain uh, outlet in Pittsburgh. And that, oh, nice. That warmed my soul a little bit. So there was that. Yeah. Well. But uh, honestly, I mean, I think the Steelers need to adopt that a little bit. Just Pickens deep. Every single play, Pickens just runs a vertical. And just in case, well, Kenny, just do say, it. Like, just have him run a lot of deep routes. Or like... Every run play. more deep routes hoping someone gets open. But to just say, have you ever thought about just telling him to throw it to a covered guy? <laughs> oh, I've never thought of that. That doesn't even make sense. What are you talking about? It's the, the, the Tom Brady, Randy Moss method, and they broke every record in the book with that. Yeah, but they're, it's called um, he is always open because he's a footballer <laughs> and everyone else and twice as athletic. Yeah, it's a good combo. I like that combo for sure. Steve Mowry, boom! That's a, that's a foot. Yeah, speaking of being a foot taller than everybody, Steve Mowry. There you go. That is a good segue. Oh really? He's six eight. Reading, reading a comment. Oh, oh, who said that? Who said Steve Mowry? Boom. That's what. Um, see, on two four seven live, you can't, you can't see it on Streamyard. You can't. Yeah. Play it right downside to it yeah yeah that is a bit of a downside i do so, like putting yinz's comments up there yinzer 
begins your scrap pack. We got Luke Martin coming in like two minutes. He should be here. I sent him the link. So if he's listening, Luke, go ahead and so get here, in there. Here's the uh, <laughs> here's where we'll see who is on time, who is professional, and you be the judge yourself of who shows up when they're supposed to. And, and who's Taylor Cahill? Who? <laughs> 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 what do we have sitting in the seat? A bear? Uh, a bison head. That was awesome. Head, yeah. The bison was a good stand-in, especially because he just became head wrestling coach of the Bedford Bison or whatever they are right before that. It was yeah. very fitting. Luke Martin like, right on time, 314. Think about that, Taylor? And then boom. Are you ready to get – let's get – Let's get Lucas in here a minute early. He's a minute early. Look at this guy. <laughs> Total professionalism. What's going on, dude? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing awesome, brother. The car, this is Lucas Siebert was in a car. Tanner was in a car. Dalton Rosto was in a car. That's this is right. a theme. This is a theme right now. I think that's where the cool kids have their interviews is in a car. Must be. That's why we're yeah. not in cars. That's why we're out of cars. <laughs> So how's everything going, dude? What's your day shaping up like? You training today, or are you basically coasting until weigh-ins at this point? Uh, I'm about to go to Stout right now, get some grappling in, hit the sauna. Um, and then I got to pick up Josh Ramirez from the airport. So that's about it for me today. Nice. What is the Ramirez connection? So for people listening, Josh Ramirez is grappling against Josh Fremd at Sprawlenberg to the night before Luke fights uh, at Sprawlenberg 18. So Ramirez has a lot of hype behind him. Obviously, Fremd is an active UFC middleweight, so this is no easy matchup for him. And I know Ramirez trained some at Stout, but he lives in Louisiana from what I understand. So like, what is the actual connection there? Uh, me, him, and Siebert, we all we all went into college together at West Virginia. Like we were all freshmen the same year, and we were all friends. And um, I think that he was kind of the first one on like the MMA thing. Like he was kind of the first person that I was close to that was like definitely gonna fight at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were all good friends. And then you know things happen, whatever. People go different ways. He ended up transferring. Um, to Fresno State. After one year there, they cut their program, and then he mm. went JUCO at uh, Iowa City Central. I think it's what it's called, Iowa Central. Yeah. So we're all we're all boys. We all still talk, everything like that. You know, we're all still close. So. And now Lucas obviously also competing at Sprawlberg too. Now all three of you are back together on that weekend. That's a big big weekend for the former WVU boys. Yeah. How about that? Dude? I like that, dude. So how's your journey been, man? Because I know you've had fights scheduled. You've been thinking you were going to compete at some events, and it just wouldn't come through. All kinds of hurdles. Obviously, with your background, it's a little harder to match for a debut. Um, what's that whole experience been like, and now obviously finally having something that's going to happen for you? Uh, dude, it's been crazy. So I was supposed to fight uh, August 5th in Morgantown. Um, I was supposed to fight Magdi, Magdi Almakov. And then a week out or like maybe maybe 10 days out, I broke my hand um, and I got a staph infection. And that was that was pretty much it. I, I, I couldn't fight. Um, Mike didn't want me to fight. Um, so we pulled out of it and just wanted to look ahead to the future and just be ready for the fight when it when it's when it is my turn, you know, 
Um, and it was hard. It, it took a long time for me to finally find, find somebody that, that, that was willing to fight. Um, and Mogdi was game, you know, and they gave me him and I, and I was, I was there, I was with it. And then things happened, staph infection, broken hand, um, had to pull out and then Tanner got off for Tanner and I was right on it. So. It was an interesting matchup from the jump, you know, two and one versus a debut. Obviously, with your background, it makes it make a lot more sense. But what what did you know about Tanner when you took the fight? Because I know Stout, obviously, Siebert was linked to him uh, briefly for a fight. And I'm sure you heard about him from Lucas. But like when that fight offer came to you or Wilkins, as it were, what like how much did you know about Tanner at that time? How much had you thought about fighting him? Um, Siebert had brought it up to me before. But I wasn't really sure if that would ever happen because he was already two and one, um, and I didn't know like where what direction we were gonna go in. And then uh, Mike just brought it to me one day, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm in." But I didn't really know much about him other than he had beef with Siebert. Uh, that was pretty much it. I knew that he had wrestled in college. I wasn't really sure where or what his career looked like wrestling wise. Um, so I didn't really know much about him in that aspect, but I knew that he had fought Logan Pryor, mm -hmm. um, who trains at Stout too. So uh, I had heard of him in, in that sense, and I had saw I had seen like on on Instagram and stuff him beefing with Siebert. So that's pretty much the extent of what I knew. So do you call Lucas Siebert like your buddy? You call him Siebert all the time? Yeah, yeah, I always have. I don't know why. I just no, I think, no, because that's his last. I think name. growing up wrestling, like you just automatically call people by their last name a lot. So, I don't know. I always do. It makes sense. I had to throw up the fight poster for the good people out there watching. So, this is the matchup, Lucas Martin versus Tanner Cahill. This is, for sure, one of the most hyped bouts on the card, just in terms of not only the skill level from both of them, but also the amount of attention this bout's gotten as we kind of talked about the, the trash talk, the beef, the back and forth. Did you get to listen to Lucas and Tanner last week, Luke? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I listened to, I listened to both of them. You know, Tanner hasn't really said that much, like about me, um, really. I mean, he said that he was going to win the wrestling exchanges and that kind of shit, but it's it's all, it it's all just noise, dude. I, I, his brother was like chirping me on Instagram or whatever, dude. I, it doesn't mean shit to me, dude. I'm coming to fight, uh, just point blank. Like I'm coming to bring the fight and. I'm sure he is too, dude. He's he's two and one. He's got a couple wins. You know, I'm coming to fight, and so is he. It's going to be a banger. You haven't had. I mean, you have plenty of experience with, uh, you know, comp competition, but not in the cage. And so, how are you mentally preparing for being the only one in this bout that is making your cage debut? Um, is is that at all a part of any kind of game plan? No, it's it's. I mean. I spent my whole life like feeling pressure from wrestling, like just always being like a guy that people like wanted to, wanted to watch. Like I was always an entertaining wrestler. So for a long time, I, I kind of fought that pressure, like, like that, that like scared to lose, like that fear, that, um, that, that fear. And eventually like when I was in, when I was at Fairmont, I kind of learned how to like let go of that kind of stuff of just like that pressure, that pressure you put on yourself. And, and I kind of realized that like through training, you can kind of like kind of put it away. Like you can kind of put it in your back pocket. 
And for me, like, it just doesn't really matter. Like debut, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I, I'm, I'm poised. I'm, I'm ready to fight. I train hard. Uh, I got Mike. Um, I got Will. My teammates believe in me. Sieber believes in me. I believe in me, you know? So I don't got to worry about all the other stuff. It's just, I'm coming to fight and when the door closes, it closes and we're going to fight and then no pressure. I'm just ready to, I'm just ready to go. I've always been a competitor. I'm still a competitor. I'm going to be a competitor for my whole life. And that's just how I am. This is the, this is the first time that you are competing against someone that you get to try to punch them in the face literally as hard as you can possibly do it. Like, is that, does that sound like fun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. That does sound fun. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to, to show, I'm excited to show, you know, what I've been doing on my feet. You know, I think, uh, I think a lot of people are interested in, in seeing me wrestle in there, but, but maybe I will, you know, maybe I will wrestle. Maybe I'll just punch him. Maybe I'll kick him. You know, who knows? Who knows? It's an MMA fight. It's not a wrestling match. Like, as much as he seems to think that it's going to be a, a wrestling match, you know, if it was a wrestling match, that's cool. Um, but it's not. And we're going to fight. And if I and if I choose to wrestle, we will. And if I would just want to stand up and fight, we can do that, too. It's it's nothing to me. It's it's what I've been training. I've spent I spent a while doing this stuff now. Like, I, I'm I'm ready to go. Like, I've been ready to compete for a while. And I'm just I'm ready to go. I'm itching. You're, you're confident you'll be able to dictate where the fight is taking place at any given point? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, pre I'm pretty confident, you know, it, like, I'm not worried about wrestling. I'll always have wrestling. I'm not even worried about striking, but, like, if, if it comes to that, then I can wrestle. And I'm not worried about his defense. I'm not worried about things that he might do in the fight. I'm not worried about anything that he's doing. You know, I'm worried about me and what I'm doing and what I can implement that, that we've been working on. You know, if, if, if I take him down, then I take him down. And if I don't, then I don't. You know? so, I, like, I like that mentality, man. And obviously this is pretty cool. Cause right now we got Hoga back saying they ain't ready for my dog. So there's one <laughs> stout oh boy, Miguel, Luke Martin, next best thing. And then Siebert, Luke Martin was born for the light. So the whole team is behind you, obviously. What's that dynamic been like for you at Stout? And what brought you to Stout in the first place? Was it that connection with Lucas and Ramirez? Or what really took you there? Uh, yeah, it's definitely the connection with, with Lucas. Um, so I was originally going to move to Colorado. I spent some time in Denver at high altitude uh, last summer. Um, and I was planning on moving out there, but... You know, things happen. Things are expensive, mm -hmm. you know, so especially Denver, Colorado. So Pittsburgh just seemed it seemed what I wanted. It seemed like a professional gym, like with with professional coaches and, and not saying I didn't have that at home in Parkersburg, you know, but I, I didn't have that like that, like feel of like a bunch of dudes that really want to compete and, and want to make each other better. And uh, that's what we have at style. We're like just constantly pushing each other, um, constantly tweaking each other's each other's game and and helping each other out you know i'm helping guys with wrestling they're helping me with striking um and jujitsu and, and you know all that kind of stuff and it's 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 great dude it's it's a brotherhood really and and i'm i'm blessed that, that uh i had the opportunity to move here and uh you know i'm blessed i was connected with siebert off the uh from college and stuff so i just i'm blessed that i'm here you know i'm blessed yeah. to have the people around me that i do have around me and and we're 
we're working, man. We're always working. That's beautiful, man. So you do live in Pittsburgh now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. here. Right on. Where where at? Carnegie. Perfect. Easy drive for you then. I know That's where nice. he lives. Yeah. I was yeah. I stopped by. I, I dropped him off some some ticks. Uh, dude, Luke, you're you're doing good with the tickets, man, by the way. I guess we can publicly uh express some appreciation there for first fight selling some tickets man that shows a lot i saw quite a few online orders come in for you too so in addition to those uh physical ticks that you got it's going to be a good day for old lucas martin working on it man working on it trying to trying to get uh trying to get like lucas trying to get like siebert he's he's really good at promoting himself man we've talked about a lot on the podcast obviously uh, and i think last time i kind of said You've handled your career pretty much to a T to this point. It's really cool to see for an amateur. So how much do you lean on him for those kind of things? How much do you guys discuss not not the fighting in the cage, but the marketing, the building your brand, those type of things? How much do you guys talk about that? We talk about it a lot, honestly. Um, I'm just always trying to like pick his brain for like that kind of thing because he's getting a lot like he gets a lot more like views and stuff like that than me. And I'm just trying to learn from him in that aspect because I know that I know that that's a big part of the game and like getting, getting to the top of the game. Like that's, that's a part of it. Like I want to be, I want to be the best fighter in the world at some point. Like I want to be, I want to be a world champion. That's my goal, you know, but to get to that, you have to be able to market yourself and you have to be able to promote yourself and your fights and you have to be able to do that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, when I was in college and coming out of college, like I really wasn't that, like I wasn't that guy really. Like I wasn't that active on, on uh on instagram or really anything for that matter um but i'm getting more active i'm getting better at it um he's helping me with it you know so yeah i think that that's one of the biggest mistakes that guys that want to make it to the top level like they think it's all about in cage and that's only part of the part of the equation knowing that you know there's other parts of the equation that there's a reason that like mcgregor was who he was and there's a reason why the you know it's not only about um what's in the cage there's 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 a lot to be said for guys that market themselves not a talk on the mic and all that stuff one of the last um things we're gonna ask you about if if, if you could tell us how do you envision this fight ending like how would you you visualize your 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 fights or your you you do visualizations and how do you see this fight coming to an end? Um, I see, I see a good fight, but I mean, all respect to Tanner, but I, I see a one-sided fight. I'm a lot more athletic than him. I'm longer than him. I'm faster than him. I'm stronger than him. I'm a better wrestler than him. You know, I feel like I got better hands than him. You know, I'm a harder competitor. I want to win more. Um, that's just how I am. I'm just coming to compete and I'm coming to fight and I'm going to bring the fight to him. However it ends, whether it ends in a finish, whether it goes to a decision, um, whatever it is, I'm coming to fight. And, uh, like I said, I'm sure he is too, but, but I'm coming to finish him. I'm coming to finish him, whether I choke him, whether I knock him out, um, whatever it is, I'm coming, I'm coming to fight and I'm coming to put it on him. So, so I hope he's ready. I can tell you that there's a lot of buzz for you. There's a lot of buzz for this fight. And, you know, we, you know, obviously us on staff here at 
247 fighting, we talk a lot. We talk. This is a fight we've been talking a lot about. We're super stoked to see both of you and see you in the cage. And uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be electric at the Meadows. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. I'm ready, ready to blow the lid off that place, man. Let's go. Let's do it, dude. We're excited to have you, brother. You're, like Ryan said, you know, you're a name that we've heard about a lot from Stout. So it's an honor to get your debut in there, man. We're super excited just to see what you got in general. But the matchups fire and, and that night, like you said, you're going to blow the lid off that place. The energy in that place is unbelievable. So honored to have you a part of it, brother. Yeah, I'm honored to be there, man. I'm excited, man. You guys run a good promotion. You guys, I went to this. I went to the uh, July fifteenth card. It was, it was fun, man. It was fun, man. You guys put on a good event. I Thanks, dude. It. It means a lot, man. We're gonna try to one up it in October. Now that's the goal. Yep. Thanks, guys. All right, dude. Enjoy your day. We'll see you, brother. Later, brother. Nice. That was Lucas Martin, obviously fighting Tanner Cahill, October twenty first. That's a Saturday at the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. You guys gotta get those tickets. Two four seven fighting com. Several rows are sold out right now, so I highly recommend you go ahead and uh, don't wait. Wait, I got to add Craig while his hair looks crazy. Nice. Look at that. Look does at my that. Hair look great? Oh, it does it, look great. It did at first when you were all leaned up. as like just a shelf of hair. It was yeah, awesome. Hey, I got crazy about that. That's a good-looking young man. I just got off work. You got to give me a break here. We know. Everybody knows how handsome. <laughs> everybody knows guys, how handsome Craig Perry is. Can you guys hear me well because it's connected to my car? Yeah, yeah you, you sound great. Sweet. As long as you're in a car, that's the mandatory part. Yeah. I know. That's why I feel like every MMA fighter does their interview out of a car. What's up with that? Is that planned? Where you like, let me get in the car before I talk to them? No, we're just busy guys. We're always on the move. There you go. How was work today? Uh, it was whatever, you know. It was a Friday, so it was kind of busy, but. It's a pretty easy job compared to like some of the guys at the gym. They work like construction and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm not I'm not complaining. I got a nice easy job. That's why they're strong. Who? Those guys, guys. At the gym that are working construction. They're strong. I know. I do feel bad because we all show up and like some of them are like they still got like grease on their face or whatever, and they're like super tired. And I mean, I'm tired too, but I'm Here not as tired. Boy, hey guys. <laughs> You got totally like, caffeinated. yeah, you got like milk, you got like a milk foam mustache and you're just showing up, <laughs> <laughs> just pounding a pumpkin spice latte on the mats. Those are good. Oh, you're a, pump, you're a pumpkin spice guy? One. Um, I, I do like the pumpkin spice, but like when, since it's so close to the fight, I, um, like if you look at the calories on it, it's kind of ridiculous. So I'd rather just save my calories than drink it like 500 calorie drink in like two seconds you know sure so if you don't have a fight coming up let's take diet out of the equation like what's the ultimate starbucks drink order for you oh that's a good question because i i really do just like that like i we had that interview a while back and um i said i just like a blonde roast which is like a drip coffee and just put cream in it and that's what i do all year round but like if it's the holidays the pumpkin spice is good and um americana is so much better than drip coffee bro no it's still watered down dude what do you think coffee is <laughs> well, but like i don't know i'm just not and it's so hot because it's like piping hot water you know yeah uh, is I that what you get yeah i mean so here's the thing you can just admit you like duncan better like us 
Do you think? Oh, I mean, London's definitely cheaper. It's well, definitely cheaper. I wouldn't say it's cheaper. They're both expensive. How expensive is like a drink at Dunkin'? I don't know, like three or four bucks. That's not bad. I feel like the average drink that I see like rang through at work is probably like seven or eight. Oof. Yeah. Well, I, I also only drink like an Americana. Like I don't, I don't drink fruit. Like all the, uh, you know, ingredients. Yeah. That's true. That'll give you a cheaper drink. Yeah. Well, that's good, dude. I mean, you got to have that caffeine to get through these training sessions because obviously got another fight coming up, brother. Saturday, October 21st. This has been circled on your calendar for a long time. I feel like you signed this contract about six years ago at this point, it feels like. It was a while ago, but time flies. It's like, crazy. I feel like it was, just, it was just September, like the other day. How How has how this camp gone, you know, like – it's Dave, Dave's no longer there, and, and there's a little bit of a change in the, in the guard at the, in the academy. You're probably getting coached by Kama and yelled at by Kama a lot more. And he's, I know how quiet he is. So, how, how's, the, how's the training camp? Yeah, it's exactly like that. I mean, Kama's on it. You know, he's, um, he's like fully focused on us. And um, it does, I do miss Dave a lot because, um, I liked him and we had like a good, I thought we had like a good chemistry. Um, but shock has been helping me a ton too. He's been nice. super helpful and obviously like comma, um, Chris deep still there. Um, and I still go to Chris Williams. So just like for the, to supplement Dave, I try to get out to the math factory as much as I can, but, um, but yeah, it's been going good. I mean, I can't complain. Training camp always kind of sucks at this time. Anyways, like, you know, it's like now we're tailing off towards the end of like the hard week. So the last week shouldn't be bad, but yeah, it's pretty good. I don't think anyone at the academy knows your your name. They they just all call you McGregor. Yeah, exactly. There's actually someone that comes to the academy now that's named Connor. And <laughs> like um and I feel like people get us confused sometimes. Yeah, well the funny thing is like I've said things to people. I've been like, Oh yeah, like Greg or whatever, and they're like, who? And I'm like, you know, Perry, Craig Perry. They're like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, McGregor. And they're like, oh, McGregor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably, honestly, Kama didn't probably know my name until, like, we started messaging back and forth on Instagram. I, he probably still doesn't. Yeah, That's hilarious. Yeah, Kama's not a name guy. <laughs> not a name guy. I, dude, this matchup in particular, you know, we've had it circled for sure since, since we announced it, since it was signed. It's really interesting, man, because your career, I know we talk about this a lot and on the podcast, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but your record is super deceiving for your talent. I don't know if you listened to Chris Williams' podcast, but we talked a lot about that on his. And your opponent is in the exact same boat. Like he's yeah. one in three, but if you dig into his one and three, man, super quality losses against good, good fighters. I you agree. guys are like two of the best one and three fighters in Pennsylvania for sure. So yeah, in Pennsylvania history. So like how much a, do you even care about your record? Do you think about that? And B, like what kind of pressure does that add if you do? Um, I try not to think about it too much. I mean, I obviously want to win. Um, but like, there's like the two sides of it. Like the one, like the amateur record doesn't matter, but also like, 
you want like learning how to compete is also learning how to win. Like the first fight, um, since I didn't have like a wrestling background or a boxing background, it was it was just like I don't want to say like good enough, but it was good enough at the time to get in there, like know that I could do it, and then like just prove to myself, okay, like you're good enough to, or not even good enough. It's just like you can do it. Like you can get in there and compete. And then, um, but now I feel like I want to be able to compete and learn how to win because like anyone can go in there and just be entertaining. Like, but to learn how to like pull out a win, it's a lot, it's a lot harder. Cause like, even in the last fight, like when I got my first win, I remember after the second round, Dave told me, he's like, you're up 2 zero. He's like, you, he's like, I don't want you to like slow down. I want you to go. And I was thinking like, man, this is, like, a lot of pressure now because, like, I'm up to it. I don't want to ruin it. So, like, there's a difference between being, like, screw it, let's just fight and whatever happens, happens, and there's a difference between, like, wanting to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. How did you feel in your debut fight? That's a really interesting point. I just want to expand on that because your debut, I thought, was pretty close. You were definitely getting out-wrestled, but you were also definitely winning on the feet. Mm-hmm. So going into that third round of that fight, did you feel like I need to go win this thing, or did you feel like I'm behind, I'm ahead? What were you thinking in that one? That one, I it's so weird just because like it was such a new experience. Like I honestly barely remember it. Um, like when I watched it back, I didn't remember most of the things that happened. Um, for anyone that didn't see it, not because I was like almost knocked out or anything. It's just like a weird thing. Like it's like you have so much adrenaline rush and. I don't know. I guess it's like your fight or flight kicks in and you just don't remember. But um, I do remember afterwards, like he took me down and he he like controlled me the whole third round. And I pretty much knew once we got up, like I thought just because I feel like maybe I'm harder on myself, too. I thought I lost by decision. Um, but like I said, like I was afterwards, like after like everything like died down and we were just sitting back there, I was like, OK, I was like. I made it through, you know, like it could have gone a lot worse. Well, I, I think that was a, uh, an amazing performance by both of you. That was both of your debut fights. And it was, it was absolutely an awesome fight. And, and, and it's really made me a fan of yours, you know, the way I saw you move and, and, and put together combinations that I, you know, seeing from a amateur debut fighter was just awesome. Um, then you had the Anthony Morris fight, which you broke, you know, broke your arm in. Mm-hmm. And then the Mario fight, and that's the one I feel like that I, I, that's the only time I really saw you fight that I was like, man, I wish, I wish he could get that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what what were your thoughts after the 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 Mario the Mario Texador fight? Um. I told this to uh, like a few people, but like um, that one was so weird because like obviously I was coming off the elbow injury and like the closer the fight got, like it was a it was a different feeling. I was that one I wish I could have back too because I feel like like I didn't go in there and do everything I could. It's not like I went in there like and I was like restraining or like I was scared. I just. It was just like something was off, but like I'm not making mistakes. Mario's like super strong. Like once he got me down, he's a strong guy, and he had like a really good game plan. Um, and his defense was good. Like I threw, I was throwing punches at him, and he was just blocking, and like I was just missing like 
you know what I mean? Like maybe he wanted to win more that night or something. Um, but that's why I think that helped me though. Cause going into the last fight I went into and going into this one as well, I'm like, it doesn't matter what happens in there. Like he's literally going to have to put me to sleep some way for me to like give this fight up for me. Cause I'm not going to go in there and like let myself not perform if that makes sense. Um, like, I just don't want to have any regrets. Like, that's the worst feeling. Like, coming out of the cage and being like, I wish I would have done more in any way. And I know it might happen again, but, like, at least for the future, what I can control, I just want to go in there and, like, just give, like, everything I have. That, that sounds cliche, but that's just the mentality I have right now. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right that that is, like, a very common fight cliche, but at the same time, those cliches are there for a reason. You know, that is very true, and that's something that, as a fighter, I think you need to feel because it is that. It very much is, you know. You are him, man. You're in a steel cage, and one of you is going to win, and one of you is going to lose, so that definitely matters. Um, the Joel fight, your last fight, your win, I think everybody was surprised that you wrestled a lot there, dude. Like, what this is Craig Perry the wrestler, so was that a focus for that fight camp or was it on that night you realized i might be able to get it done here and just kind of rode the, rode the hot hand so to speak yeah i literally i don't plan anything before the fight like um we have things that we focus on and i have like things that maybe i want to like like have happen in there but really like i just i just react to whatever happens so when he got me like he was tough and um and i've, I've trained with him since he's a really cool guy I like him a lot. I think he's actually fighting tomorrow. Um, but he's tough. So, like, after I hit him a few times and he took it, I was like – and then we got up against the cage. I was like, I just didn't even think about it. I was like, I know this takedown's here, so I'm just going to go for it. And um, and I probably could have been a little bit more offensive on the ground and try to make something happen. But, I mean, it was just there, and I just went for it. And I will say this. I see why people wrestle because it is so much easier – like once you get someone on the ground to finish the round there, then it is to keep it on the feet. Like no, I'm not. I'm. I like to keep it on the feet. Like I wanted to be. Like that's what I want to do because you can't just take someone down and lay on them and like expect this. Like expect yourself to have a career that's going to go anywhere. So I'm gonna like, if it's uncomfortable, it's probably what you need. So keeping it on the feet, figuring out a way, that's what I like to do. But I mean, wrestling is also part of it. So if it comes to it, like whatever. Have you have you have you been tagged real good at all in, in, in sparring? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, because I, I haven't seen you, I haven't seen you hit in, in like standing in uh, in the cage. So I was wondering if you yeah. really. I had um I had a pretty bad one. Um, I won't say names because I feel like this person is like super nice and he helps me out a lot. But I've had like one or two pretty good ones. Um, but I think you need that, you know? Like Chase isn't you know, that Chase. <laughs> Chase is hard. Chase is big. Chase is like way bigger than people think. He looks like he doesn't look as big as he is on camera. He's, he's, big, he's huge and he's strong. Like even when he cuts weight, he is strong. Well, he's not known as like puncher but when you see what he did to des ford and like yeah that dude yeah. that dude's got some power yeah and shaka has crazy power too for his size like people don't give him credit for that well when, i mean we do he also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you guys do you guys do 
He also like anyone who has who who knocks someone out flatline like flatline in one punch like yes that's you got power. Miguel Mig- Miguel chiming in. Let's go, Craig. Up, so Miguel? so proud of how far you've come. Look at that, Miguel. Miguel's maybe the. Best. Yeah, maybe the most supportive fighter in the Pittsburgh scene. This guy seems like he trains with everybody, loves everybody, helps everybody he can. So Miguel's the man. He's a beast. I see him like he runs like literally all the time. He's always doing something. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sprawling the bird two competitor, Miguel <laughs> Francisco. By the way, also Chase. Chase is on that sprawl card too. It's like all of Pittsburgh is either grappling or fighting this this yeah. next coming weekend. It's great. It's going to be a sick weekend. For sure, dude. So Mateo is not in the waiting room, so we might as well just keep it rolling with Craig if you got a couple extra minutes, dude. Are you good? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Sweet. All right. So now I don't know where to go from here, Ryan. What should well, we I ask Craig now? Say, I feel like um, I didn't want to keep my answer rolling there for too long, but you said my opponent was also one in three. And I just wanted to, like, say, that you, yeah, you're right. He is good, like, if he's watching or whatever. Like, um. I definitely am not taking – I don't take any fight lightly, but I definitely am not taking this one lightly you're just because of a record or anything. You're supposed to talk – you're supposed to say how bad you're going to embarrass him, you know? I can't – I just – that's not my thing. Maybe if, like – this is what I think. I think that, like, if you're a pro, then yes. Maybe you can because, like, now it's your, like, your full-time job. But, like, um. Like, yes, we're, like, one in three, so and, like, records don't matter. But also, if you're one in three, like, you should probably focus on winning instead of talking smack. That's just what I think. So, like, I know he wants to win. I would like to win. Whatever happens, like, I it's not personal for me. And, um, like, after the last fight, like I said, like, I took a picture with Jao. Um, how old is my opponent? Is he 21 at least? I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm All right, but we can, like, we can take a shot. Nice. Whoever wins buys the other one a shot. How about that? If there we go, my opponent's listen after the fight. As long as you're, I don't know what he's like, but whoever wins buys the other one a shot. I like that. I don't know. I don't don't know if they're gonna believe you that you're 21. Me, I know. I look young. You're 22. You're like 12. Like. (laughs) Yeah, but when I'm 50, hopefully I look 30. It's true. That's going to be yeah, the move. James Pauline was on, and I, I was like, oh, they're the same age, but like he's, he's like 15 or 16 or something. Nice. Nice. Yeah, a little younger. We do, we do have Mateo now in the waiting room, okay. so we can't keep this guy waiting. He's got, got the hood up. He looks like he's all business right now, so we're going to get this going. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Thanks for stopping in, brother. You're the man. Thanks, we cannot Craig. wait for this fight. Later, dude. Thank you, guys. See ya. All right, Mateo, what's up, dude? How y'all doing? Good, man. How's everything going your way? It's freezing in my house, that's all. So that's <laughs> that's the hood. I thought you were like Rocky training out there or something. Nah, it's just cold right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, we uh, just obviously worked with you not long ago in Sharonville at 513 Fight Night and immediately turning around here at Bippy 18. I think it's a pretty fast turnaround, man, but... You guys and that demolition team, and this is definitely something that I want to talk about with kind of Dylan Budka's career path and everything. You guys got to be one of the most active teams in the United States, dude. It just has. I don't know the stats, but you guys have to be. It's just like fight after fight after fight. Yeah. Yeah, our coach knows how to um, 
keep us active without getting being injured. Not that you can, you know, if you get injured, you get injured, but he knows how to keep us healthy while we're being active. So he's real good at that. He's good at his job. What's that balance like? Like, what about it? I mean, you've, you've been around a couple different gyms and stuff. What's Gary do differently, do you think, on that front? Um, it, It's his coaching, man. I think it's just his fight IQ. It's really insane. Like, he tells me things, and then I go out there and it happens. Like, for example, I'm before my LFA fight, I'm backstage with him, and I'm like, hey, I want to play around in Southpaw a little bit. If you don't mind that, like, I'm going to play around there. He's like, yeah, but as soon as you switch Southpaw, he's going to throw a high kick right at you. I'm letting you know. And if you go back and watch the clips, I switched Southpaw, and as soon as I switched Southpaw, he threw the high kick, like not even two seconds after. And that's why I pointed, my, that's why I pointed in my corner. I'm like, wow, like this man, this man is good. And then he goes, yeah, and he's a good jiu-jitsu guy, and he has good kicks. So if you're standing over him, if he's on his back, he's going to upkick you. My dumb ass thinks upkick to the face. No, he ends up up kicking my legs. And Gary was like, I told you he was going to do that. I was like, I thought you meant the face. He was like, no, <laughs> dumbass, your leg. I was like, oh. And so I left, I left that fight with a dislocated fibula. And he's just, he's just a great coach, man. Like, best coaching I've ever had. And he's very old school. And he just knows how to build you up, but at the same time keep you humble and put you down when he needs to. So it's, he's just a great coach. That's awesome, man. It's it's evident in the team's success for sure. And just talking to Gary and working with you guys now, it's very evident that you guys are super professional and put together and taking it very seriously. And kind of like you said, it, it feels to us from the outside that Gary very much has a plan for all of you guys. It's not just like, oh, we're taking willy-nilly fights here we're just trying to get some experience no it's like he's trying to help you guys build real real careers that lead you know ultimately to the ufc so is that that's your end goal as well i assume yeah my my end goal is definitely to be in the ufc um like i said on last interview i had with luke uh i'm just taking it one fight at a time right now trying to get better um trying to get as much as experience as i can get because the UFC is one of those promotions, you know, they can call you whenever and you just got to be ready. You know, you can't tell them no, you can't turn them down because then that might be your only call you ever get. So right now I'm just trying to fight everywhere, get as much experience as I can, just in case that call does come someday, I'm ready for it. Well, 2-0 and as a pro across two different weight classes, and I think your fight coming up with Frankie's a different weight class as well. So you've yeah, kind of... <laughs> yeah. that's, that's because I'm fat, though. <laughs> not going <laughs> to sit here and brag about that. <laughs> I did think, you know, the, the heavyweight fight, the heavyweight fight in Ohio was definitely interesting to me. The size difference was pretty hilarious, and obviously yeah. you won that fight, but what kind of challenges did that bring to be facing a guy that was a legit 260? and you were about 210 i would say oh just it's like because it's a fight so you can say just don't get hit by them right all you want but you gotta fight you know you want to win you gotta fight that's how it is so i'm just it was just wondering if my my chin would hold up and then he hit me i was like okay i can take it but i can't take too many more of those so i'm like so that was the biggest thing just not being hit by him clean very clean and Holding them down, man. Holding them down was hard. Like it was hard. Like what everything I said in that post fight interview was real. Like I'm, I don't want to do that ever again. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good at all. But I mean, 
hey, I got the job done. That's all that matters. So on to the next. Yeah, well, man. Those are the kind of things that like give you an experience that gonna like benefit you somewhere along the line. Like you're, you're taking on challenges that a lot of people aren't gonna aren't gonna be willing to do. And so don't don't think that that won't that won't catch up with you and benefit you in the long run. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it does. Like I said, I just want to fight everywhere and just fight and put on shows for people. Um, I just love fighting. That's really all it is. I love fighting. I love competing. And I, I love fighting for you guys, too. So, yeah. Thanks, man. That means a lot for sure. And and ditto. The the feelings are definitely mutual. Having you fight for us was awesome. And I was super excited to get it done in Ohio. But I'm not going to lie. I'm more excited to have you a little closer to home because the buzz is very real, man. Like uh, you've been selling tickets like crazy, which is obviously good. But that atmosphere, I think, is just going to be out of control for you. And I, I we can tell, you know, every time you post something on Facebook, it's blowing up in the comments with all your supporters. What's it like having this kind of hometown fight now whereas before you know out in ohio with us uh, just trying to stay focused i gotta get the win first none of that matters <laughs> but there it is go. exciting though like i i get like excited in like spurts like i'll get real geeky real hype and then i'm like all right all right relax 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 <laughs> then, I, then it'll happen again then i'm like relax, relax relax but no it's fun though and i got a little bit of revenge you know i had a pro debut at home in pittsburgh at a boxing match it didn't go my way I got stopped in the third round, so I haven't had a win at home since 2021 when I fought for Made Men Promotions as an amateur, and that was the last time I fought in Pittsburgh. So I'm I'm seeking re- it's more of a revenge thing for me. Like I got to get this one back, and so and I just don't want to lose in front of my people, in front of my mom, in front of anybody. So I'm coming in looking forward to finish the fight and put on a show, and I'm ready to go. Mark Farrell, Farrell, sorry, I'm not sure how you say it. Go get it, he's saying. So that's good. We got a Mateo supporter there in the comments. That's awesome. Do you know Mark? Um, I think he knows my mom, so I heard he was a good dude. So, And I think maybe he has a son or somebody grappling on the show the night before, I believe. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, Mark's a good dude. I've heard about him. Nice, dude. Well, that's sick. I, I love, like I said, I mean, it's funny. We're talking about the support you get, and then somebody in the comments is supporting you, so that makes perfect sense. But, yeah, man, yeah. but like like I told you <laughs> over Instagram, I, man, people just, they support, but they don't always support in the right ways. I ain't going to say what we talked about. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying for sure. I, I remember the conversation pretty well. <laughs> But well, yeah, hey, so, so don't let there are going to be those people that like want want don't want to see you succeed that don't want like you know you're doing things right when you have those people and don't let that discourage you let that encourage you and and let the doubters do their thing because like yeah. I always say it I've said this to to Hunter like losers focus on winners winners focus on winning like there's nothing truer than that I so like you. That. If you fix your eyes on what you're, you got to do, what you got to take care of. Don't worry about what the what the haters or the the, the naysayers are. are, are. And that was hard for me. Like as two four seven started growing, like we we had our share, and and it used to bother me real bad. And Hunter can tell you now, it's like comical to me. So um, yeah. we just kept kept our focus, and and actually like you can use that to drive you to, to do better. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Losers focus on winners. 
winners focused on winning. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I write. So I'm gonna write that down actually. Quote it. I like that. Nice. It could not be further from the truth. If you're if you're focused on what others someone else is doing, you have gel like that's not good for you. That's you're gonna like be focused on the wrong thing. You gotta focus on you doing your best, not worried about others. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. You only got so much energy, you know, physical and mental. So any amount that you're spending on the wrong things is distracting from the right thing. So that's perfect, dude. And with you in particular, man, I did want to touch on this real quick before we hop off. That fight against Quentin in Cincinnati, I was not only impressed by, you know, going up the size difference, all that was impressive in its own right. But it did seem in that th third round like you could have just cruised to a decision, but you didn't. You kept pursuing the finish the entire time, which impressed me because that Craig Perry was just on before you and talking about, you know, sometimes you could make mistakes. <laughs> when you know you're up two rounds, That's it's easy to say, oh, let's just cruise and get this decision. So what was it with that fight that made you want to just keep pursuing that finish, keep pushing to really get him out of there versus just, all right, let's just get this W and get out of here? Um, cause I knew he was coming for blood. If you watched the beginning of the third round, he was coming out like swinging, pushed me against the Kent, uh, not the Kent's defense. And, um, and that little part of that fight, I was like, wow, this dude doesn't even know how strong and how fast and how good he can be. If he had this mentality the whole time, like that little part of the fight was like a little scary when he just said, and just came cause he wasn't doing that the whole entire time. So right then and there, I was like, all right, I can't cruise. Because I did think about cruising. You do think about it. When that, mm -hmm. when you're on that stool and you're like, oh, this extra 30 pounds is, you know, I'm kind of cruising. But then I was like, no, no, I'm a champion. I can't do that. Champions don't do that. So then I was like, I got to get the finish. I got to get it. And then I was getting frustrated because I wasn't really in any positions to get the finish. Like I was going for Kimura's and stuff like that. But he was, you know, he's a big dude. He's very strong. So I was like, all right, if I don't even get under the neck, I'm still going to just crank it, even if I don't get the choke fully. And that's what I did. And then he ended up tapping, and I got to finish late, and that's what happened. So Yeah, man. Yeah. It's definitely a thought, though. It's definitely a thought. But then I think about other times when I did that and the fight didn't go my way. So that helps me always want to finish. And, like, people like finishes. UFC likes finishes. Fans like finishes. People want to see finishes, so what i'm going for so it goes without saying against frankie here october 21st at the meadows you're going for the finish man but do you visualize this fight going any particular way like have you studied frankie a lot or are you just going to rely on your skills and focus on you i always visualize the fights in so many ways that i think that other fighters don't do i don't only focus on what can go good but i focus on what can go wrong so when i'm like shadow boxing things like that like, I pretend like, oh, he rocked me. How am I going to um, stay composed? How am I going to retreat? How am I going to keep my hands up? What am I going to do? How am I going to poker face it? He comes out in the first round, does something crazy, me, shocks me. I'm on my back somehow. Don't know how it happened. Now I got to come back. I, I picture the fight in so many ways. It going good. It going bad. Adversity. So, like, I always say I'm coming for the finish. I'm coming to dominate. But I, w I don't expect another man to go out there and lay down because I'm not going to. So, if he brings a war... I'm ready for that, and I'm either ready to dominate or for a war. That's just what it is, and that's just the mentality I have every fight because you can't sleep on no fighters. One punch changes the whole fight. Yep. One kick, one anything.
so yeah man it's a lot a lot of what you said man is just really good for any young fighters out there i would highly encourage you know take take that seriously what he's talking about because you are on that path like you said now two and oh as a pro going for three and oh here in october and you have the lineage with your gym with dylan just getting to contender series and then signed to the ufc like those things are happening that's a very real possibility for you moving forward man so it's an honor to be a part of that journey brother and we're excited for this fight thank you i'm glad to uh, fight for you guys and thank you for having me and can't wait to see you guys next week and put on a show hell yeah man we'll see you then see ya take care dude thank you, you brother. all right we got glenn ace christner on deck on time look at this beautiful soul look at this guy oh <laughs> just chugged seven energy drinks oh uh, wait hold on i actually have pre-lift right <laughs> I, I just bought this. I'm shaking right now, actually. I've had uh, nine kilograms today. Dude, please, Glenn, you concern me, brother. You really do concern me with that stuff. I will snort pre-lift before my workout. <laughs> <laughs> my heart doesn't matter. All right, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I'm ready. <laughs> my, my heart doesn't matter. That's one of the best. Dude, we've heard a lot of good quotes. My heart doesn't matter is way up there. <laughs> it's, up, it, it's, it's, it's on the quote highlight chart now. It really is. It really is. And that's the most Glenn Christner thing ever, dude. I'll just I'll never forget the first podcast you did in studio with us. And when you said you had six energy drinks a day, like my jaw pretty much actually fell on the floor. Unbelievable. I could take a dry scoop right now. Man. You don't have to do that. Listen, you don't have to. But it sounds like you're going. All right, let's do it. Do it. I know you want to do it, Glenn. Just do it. I have coffee in front of me as well. <laughs> Coffee's his chaser. Oh, he's, he, oh, there's seepage. He yeah, just. I have a beard, so it's hard to keep it all in. Oh my goodness gracious, dude! You just chased pre-workout. Uh, anyway, that's so. I, I'm speechless, bro. I'm speechless. I'm your heart bothers yep. me. Like I'm very concerned about your heart, but I am glad because you're back in the two four seven cage, and a Glenn Christner fight is always can't miss television. That's one thing we know about a Glenn Christner fight. So this one's interesting. You got your supporters in the comments already. Just want to throw that up there. Christina Schaller, <laughs> heck yeah, Glenn Christner. <laughs> Let's go, Emil Christner. Jared, Glenn's the man. Dude, you do have a really good support system, too. I, th I feel like I was about to say something else, but I'm going to switch to this instead. I like the growing of the Glenn Christner brand, for sure, from your first fight with us until now. It's very, very evident that you've done a good job bumping your marketing every time. You know, your ticket sales get a little better every time. The buzz online gets a little better every time. What's that process been like for you in terms of just getting more popular? I'm like a doors-to-door -door salesman, okay? I'll talk to anyone. Very first thing that comes out of my mouth, I fight MMA. Hey, did you know I fight MMA? <laughs> that, that, that is music to my ears. That is like the most Mark Cherico thing I've heard today. So that's a very good thing. That's what I was going to say. That's, yeah. that's I sell tickets on the job, okay, EMS. I pick somebody up, save their life. I'm like, you want to repay me? Buy tickets. <laughs> That's, that's beautiful i'm just imagining like somebody literally getting revived and that's the first thing they see is glenn christner hey 
Buy tickets. Buy tickets. It's like, oh, oh no, I died and went to hell. <laughs> no, man, that that's freaking awesome, and and a good testament, you know, to your last fight. You get the meat bucks from your last fight, and oh, wait, let's first talk about the meat bucks. How did that whole experience go down? What did you think of Strip District Meats? I'm gonna be real. I ate the the elk and the buffalo almost raw entirely, um, but I love elk and buffalo. Uh, amazing. I, I'm willing to go back down there just for beast burgers again. Phenomenal. Oh, the beast burgers. Like, I had a bloody, you know, I looked like an animal, blood, you know, <laughs> beard, got the seepage. I had the blood everywhere. I was, I was eating it. Um, kangaroo, not my favorite, you know, a little bit, a little bit tough, hard to cook, but that's, that's probably my fault. Um, alligator bites can't go wrong with alligator bites, you know, but I, I'm ready to make the trip back. That's awesome. I you might get the chance, dude. I mean, I you know, meat bucks are back on the table for Bit B eighteen. Strip District Meats is back. Obviously, one of our sponsors and Brad and the whole team down there is just the best. So they're awesome to keep working with. We will obviously want to work with them forever, hopefully, because they freaking rule and their products rule. And like you said, beast burgers rule. I haven't had a beast burger yet though. So how's it different? How would you say it's different than you know your standard beef burger? <laughs> uh, beats me. Uh, it, <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> like meat is meat, okay? Like I eat, I eat like a deer off the side of the road if I had to get protein. So you know, right like, on. I liked it. It was bloody. That that, <laughs> that was my favorite part. This, I think Jared Billy might be on point here. He said, "Dude's gonna be a bloody glove licker like BJ Penn back in the day." You know it. You know it. So, it fun licking it off. Who cares about the repercussions? I have white blood cells for that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The first fight obviously ended in a draw, and that's kind of why we're running it back here. We don't do rematches very often, but this one was pretty obvious. It was such a good fight, first of all. The action, like, I highly encourage any... Fun, fun, fun fight. Yeah, super fun fight, super even matchup, and I know both of you kind of feel like you could get that one back, so why not? find out so how many times have you rewatched the fight how much are you kind of preparing for things that he does or are you just going out there and doing glenn christner stuff i did not rewatch the fight at all <laughs> zero okay you know i i know what i did wrong you know i so i have this like I, i'm terrible at uh rules i have no idea how it's judged or whatnot so uh big problem of mine <laughs> so I know where I need to stand now, okay? You know, I, I had no idea, all right? And also, just throwing this out there, I, I might look confused, like I just got dazed as to where my corner is, but I honestly, I'm confused all the time. I never <laughs> know where my corner is. Uh, so, you know, if the refs, refs wanted this, I swear I'm not concussed. I have never known where the corner was ever. I have to look around, do some staring. I get, I get distracted by the crowd a lot. Um, you know, I'm like a dog and it's just, <laughs> I never know where I'm going anyways. If the guy's in front of me, that's all I need to know. But if it turns out, he needs to be in a specific spot too. So I'm ready. For oh, that. oh my goodness, dude. You're the best. That is freaking hilarious. And that's on brand. You definitely got a strong Glenn Christner brand going. I've been training hardcore. Okay. I cross train, uh, the Academy Kamala. Oh, amazing. Okay. He, Oh no, he, he said something. 
Oh, wait, he's back. He's back. On a podcast, even though I told him to watch it. But beside the point. <laughs> we kind of missed we kind of missed that um that last story that dialogue because you, you're you kamala uh he taught me like not that aldo my actual coach has not taught me to throw a punch with my shoulders but it just couldn't click to me until kamala showed me night cool nick the grappling there that's what i'll be doing here at 5 30 Love it, you know, cross training, getting some grappling in, taking my confidence straight through the roof. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking for a dub and I'm not going to say I'm going to lose because sucks to suck, I guess. I'm ready to, I'm ready to crap talk. You know, I'm in the mood. <laughs> I like that, dude. And I, I do love your dedication to improvement. That's been very obvious since your first fight. You know, we see all the progress picks and all the training. I just saw, I forget whose story it was or where I saw you training at the academy, but I did see you there. I was like, dang, man, Glenn's getting working at the academy now. That's awesome that he's there. So it's clear, man, clear that you're taking it seriously. And we also saw the other day that you're already almost on weight. So that makes me wonder, like, can you make 170? Do you think that's possible uh, in your future? Oh, I'm crying. Uh, if I hear it again, when I go pro, I'll probably fight 170. But, okay, little known fact, I have an autoimmune disease, so I have trouble with my weight a lot. So I lost all that weight to come down to 185, and I'll never get that back, okay? It took me 10 years to be 200. It's never going to come back to me. So I'm 185. I'll walk around at 185. That sucks, but whatever. And then whenever I go pro, I'll drop down to 170, and I, I'll never do another weight cut again. <laughs> I'll be 170 <laughs> till the day I die. Nice. Okay. That that kind of makes sense. I just saw on, uh, I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan or not, but Kurt Angle was on there and he talked about wrestling and he literally would have had to cut a pound to be 197, I think it was, but he just wrestled heavyweight instead. So he was a super small heavyweight and he claimed, you know, throughout training, throughout camps, throughout all that, he was just able to keep his energy way better, didn't have to worry about cutting weight, and it just worked for him. So, Cutting a pound is not cutting weight. I know, but mentally, I guess, he's like, I don't want to even think about it. So it, there's many ways to do this. So I think that's interesting that if you feel good, if you're performing good, if you're strong and fast, then that's what matters, right? I'm something. I'm not sure what I am, but I'm out there. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Maybe the best chin in the business. I think you and Tim, you and Timbo Slice can definitely have a chin off. <laughs> I I can't wait to watch Timbo grapple. I I'm so I got the boys together. Whenever I finally do buy my tickets, oops, um, I'm gonna be buying a bunch for all the guys to come down and watch Timbo. Uh, my chin. I don't want to brag too much because then I'll end up getting knocked out by <laughs> later down the line. Not this fight, okay? You know, or something like that. Who knows what my next opponent's going to be like? But, you know, my chin, I, I think I did something to my chin when I was a kid because my I can't feel my lower jaw at all. So when I get punched, it's like nothing. I just feel my head move. So um, I'm feeling pretty <laughs> You know, Blair Phillips punched me in the forehead and that got me pretty good. But, like, I, the only bruising I had was my eyebrows and my nose. But a traditional fighter, not to give away my weaknesses here, but a traditional fighter going for the jaw, not happening. <laughs> Anyways, so punch me in the forehead if you want. I'll eat it. 
Have you have you ever been like rocked even in training or anything like genuinely days kind of stumbly? My well, no, <laughs> not really. I mean, I've been head kicked. I've been knees in the chin. I had some X punches. I keep part of my eyes will just be blocking punches with my face at this point. You know, <laughs> training at the math or the the academy. You the academy. Those guys are dogs, dude. They are wild. I saw Chase put on like Vaseline before sparring, and I was I was like, God damn, these people. <laughs> They're wild. <laughs> Not messing around there. Some pretty legendary sparring going down at the academy for sure. But look at look at the talent it produces, man. That's what it takes. I'm hoping to hoping to make it on the real path. You know, I, I love the big names. You know, I like I like being there. I love the people there. But you know, I I obviously have a, a pretty different personality compared to most fighters. So I'm I'm trying to do my own thing and just, you know, let the let the voices take me where they're going to take me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dude, it, it's working for you. We always tell fighters, like, don't, like, not be yourself. Be yourself, but be yourself, like, turned all the way up to 10. Like, be, like, as much of yourself as humanly possible. Um, I, some people think that they have to talk smack or whatever, but, like, be, be entertaining. Be your, you know... A, a characterized version of you. I'm vibing, you know. I, I'm always myself. I don't change for nothing. I, I live by it, you know. I, I live every day like I'm going to die tomorrow, and who's going to stop me, you know? If somebody says something to me, I'll just beat them up. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally an MMA fighter. What are they going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Unless they point. are the same. <laughs> hey. I, I'm pretty up there. Heavyweight, 185, you know, not much not much coming my way. You know, if they could beat me up, obviously I shouldn't be talking. But until they prove talk to talk. Grandma Grandma Christner, Schaller, you rock. <laughs> I do like the the fam the Christner family support is what's super evident on Facebook for sure, man. seems like you have a really good and supportive family and I always see them at the shows and they're always excited to say hi and excited to cheer and excited to be there, man. What's, what's that like going out there when you know that 10, 15, 20 family members are staring at you inside that cage? Um, it's pretty, pretty average. I wrestled like my whole life. So, you know, my, my mom comes out, she scrapes across the back. She's like, rip his head off. You know, big old wrestling mom, like to the fullest. My grandma, you know, she she always cries for everything. She's like, my baby's gonna get hurt. And <laughs> my dad said a word ever. You know, I don't know if you ever seen him at an event. He doesn't talk. <laughs> He's like six foot four, just really intimidating. And then there was me with the five foot ten genetics. By the way, I'm five ten, uh, not five nine. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll fix that for you this time. <laughs> I've stayed it for, for weeks now. But um, there you go. Yeah. I love them being out there. Um, you know, I wish I could get more people uh, to come out, but I have so much trouble with Hollywood casino fights. They tickets sell out so fast. I try so hard. My friends like to wait till the last minute to buy tickets, and I, I'm going to strangle them. You should. You should strangle them <laughs> so they get the point. Well, fortunately, <laughs> uh, there are still tickets available for this show. 
unlike last show that was sold out three weeks in advance, uh, there's still tickets, and we're a week out. So, so I still got I still got hopes. Still a lot of hopes for more. Still got hope. Got Eric Schaller now with the comments saying you need more meat bucks, which tough to disagree. Did you get him anything? Because I remember him commenting that he thought you were going to get him something. Did you not? I got my dad something. Unbelievable, Glenn. <laughs> You're unbelievable, bro. The worst right. part is he gave me deer meat too. So <laughs> The relationship is very one-sided. I see how it is. <laughs> but yeah dude it, it was awesome having you on brother we got ethan goss coming up next so that's awesome uh sticker are you gonna watch you gonna keep watching the podcast or are you piecing out um uh, you know i've been waiting nice <laughs> nice so ethan coming up of course dude that's uh glenn christner he's fighting caprice hall in a rematch at bit b18 saturday october 21st you just heard him say that he wishes more people would buy tickets to come see him. So what what are you guys going to go do? You're going to go buy tickets. Yeah, 247fighting.com is the place to get them. Select Glenn as your fighter. And, um, yeah, get them now. Get them while they're still there. That's it. Take care of your heart, brother. We'll see you at weigh-ins. <laughs> Later, man. Oh, dude, absolutely one of a kind, Glenn Christner. That dude is incredible. So uh, a scoop, a dry scoop of pre-workout chased with coffee is just... That's awesome. I, it's, it's pretty great. I mean, That's he's got... Level. Is, is, is Ethan late? Ethan was, Ethan was here for a second, and then it just disappeared. So I guess he said, forget this. No, I think it's like there's still... They're still getting internet in Petersburg, mm. so so that they must be they must be figuring out the last couple of wires. That's actually a really good point. Once they get those last few crossed and connected, maybe Ethan will actually be able to link up. That would be good. That would definitely be helpful. How do you think he bought raccoon food back in the day? Not online, just went to the local Agway. I mean, <laughs> I. <I've, laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> he's a piece of work. Look at know. He's big time in us, man. The 247 Pro Featherweight Champ Ethan Goss is literally he's big time in us right now. He's making us wait like he's Conor McGregor or something. He's he is cutting up into his own time. It's true. That's all, that's all there is to it. It's very limited out here. You think he's, the UFC's <laughs> not watching and they see how you treat your promotions, dude? Unbelievable. He said, I can't get my camera or my mic to work. <laughs> well, that's because you're a hillbilly. <laughs> this is great. We should just have a uh, like a text conversation. And yeah. I'll, I'll just read. Yeah. I'll read his responses. Podcasts. Yep. This is what people come to see right here. We Ethan's struggling. We should fax each other comments. Oh, my God. What's so, our fax number? Yeah, tell the fact story from today. Yeah, so as part of the beautiful paperwork for fights, we needed to fax an eye exam form to an eye doctor so a fighter could get cleared. And this, um, what's it, doctor's office, ophthalmologist, optometrist, whatever, did not 
accept email as a valid form of sending things like no email no we don't do email but you can fax us like it was 1993 and i was like what so we didn't have a fax machine but thankfully ryan you know mr businessman over here he's got it all figured out and he had some kind of online faxing what was that i don't remember i needed to fax something and i just said like whatever ethan said my phone and my wife's are doing the same thing. This is weird. So maybe we'll do Justin at 4.30 and then Ethan at 4.45. Yeah, we can try that. I'm letting him know you're the first one to have this problem. And and you're also inbred. Say that too. And you're also inbred, Ryan says. Right, got, it, got it, got it, got it. That, that is an important, very important note. Yeah, we've had two of these like back to back to back to back to back segments on the show. And Ethan Goss, the champ, is the only one that can't figure out how to work a phone. So since Ethan's not here, I'm just going to play video of Ethan versus John DeJesus. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, no, he's here. He's here. I can't, I can't keep talking smack. He's here. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look I at can't him. hear them. No, they can't. He can't yes. hear me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. You can just call me Ryan. Mm, I'm trying to figure it out if I can do. Can you, can you have an intelligent human help you with this? I think his wife's there trying to help, so that's helpful. But, yeah, but she's blind. That is true. Still nothing. Ethan still can't hear us. You can see he's a little bit he's a little bit sucked out. He is, man. Here we're gonna wait, wait, can you hear us? I can hear you on <laughs> How about that? Can you hear us? No. Okay. <laughs> This whole segment is beautiful. Okay. Okay, that took away the echo. What's that? Oh. Anything, Ethan? There's a forehead. Can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> Start talking about this. This is great podcast. Viva. This is the probably the best podcast ever. We're going to literally cut Ethan's segment out and sell it online. For sure. What's that? What was that? What's that girl's name? Uh, yes, with Mark Cuban. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I forget her name. Fancy Pants. Any better? Hey, Jared likes it. Jared thinks it's entertaining. It's great because we can hear them. <laughs> Me insulting a defenseless moron dude if people don't know like they just hear me insult him well it's because that's what i do uh, press the on button <laughs> he, he heard me i think he can hear me okay. oh now he can hear us how about now no you're muted. Try un unmute yourself, Ethan. You're muted, and I can't unmute you. 
It says it's got to be you unmuting. You have sick. You're muted. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, oh. I got to. I got to. I can only hear you on my phone, but I can only talk to you on my wife's phone. Beautiful. How stupid is that? I, I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. No. Ethan Goss. So we have about. Oh, no, the echo's back. We have about 30 seconds with Ethan Goss now. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan Goss is used to only being in action for 30 seconds. Nice. Hey, when you're good, you're good. <laughs> so how's it going for real, dude? Ryan was commenting. I don't know if you could hear him, but he said you looked a little sucked out. So I guess the weight cut is in full effect right now. Uh. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, I'm probably about 12, 12 pounds over, somewhere right around in there. Um, obviously, I've come down from in the 70s, but, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, everything's pretty good. I'm pretty energetic, feel pretty good. That's a kind of neat how you're coming down from the 70s and your internet connections like from the 70s. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's a stupid app that you wanted to do this on. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't want blaming Streamyard. That's that's it. That's it. I I want to know why he's the first person to have this problem. We've had like I, ten ten people doing this it, now. It like blocked me out. Yeah, uh, I it saw says it. it blocked my mic and my camera, but it like I can't hear you off my wife's phone. But I can hear you off my phone, and you can't get my picture off my phone. <laughs> but you can get your pi my picture off my wife's phone. So it's all fucked up. These are the battles. We just want to put you through some mental tests before your title defense, man. Building that mental fortitude, you know. Uh, you're 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 testing it because I'm already on edge by not being <laughs> able to eat for the last six weeks. <laughs> it makes sense. Would you say you've trained more for this fight than your Sprawlenberg matchup in July? Uh, maybe, maybe just a little bit. How, how did that go, man? Because I know there was a, you had a good time, but I, I feel like you maybe thought the wrong guy got his hand raised in that one. And sprawling a bird. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's all different. Um, you know, it's essentially, it's two different sports now, but, uh, I mean, in a legitimate contest where if you were going to fight, or actually grapple or if you were life or death situation i probably would have got my hand raised in that one but Fair. uh you always got haters like ryan who you know always wants you to lose and always gonna vote for the other guy yeah good thing i'm not a judge bro you'd be owen owen nine <laughs> <laughs> You would you would have overridden the even like the Calvin Harbaugh fight. Harbaugh would have won that. Yes. Reset yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he would have overturned it to a disqualification loss or something. Absolutely. Oh, you'd, have, you'd have been standing there with the referee, and the referee would have raised Calvin's hand. <laughs> <laughs> so this fight, dude. Obviously, we we only have a couple minutes now before Patton jumps on, but I do want to get your thoughts on Solo because we were looking for an opponent for you for a while. 
and we had a couple lines in the water that weren't working and then solo came out of nowhere and it did seem like a perfect fit so so what do you like about this matchup what are you expecting um yeah man Solo's super tough dude um you know in my opinion he's a world-class guy he's signed to a multi-fight deal with bellator um super tough kid like i said he's he's taken a lot of tough guys to split decisions and beaten a lot of tough guys um as far as matchup goes though i mean i'm just i'm on a different level right now um mentally physically and uh i feel like i've been showing that especially my last five performances but uh you know i'm looking forward to it and it's the type of guy that it, it you know, it makes it interesting because he's just like I am, just as much experience as I am. And, uh, you know, when it's like that, it's chess, not checkers. I think that's a great way to put it, man. And we're obviously super excited for it. We've seen you leveling up every time, and we know that the UFC's on your mind for sure has been. Your post-fight speech from your last fight made that very clear and went pretty viral man got pretty popular some a lot of attention off that post-fight speech so at the same time does that come with extra pressure every time out man because now it's like any loss would just reset all this progress that you've made no nah, man i don't really think about it um obviously on fight night i'm just doing the same thing i do every single night of the week uh there's just more people watching um my whole thing is just be on be perfect be on be as perfect as i can be in there and you know it's going to go the way it's going to go so you got a, a really good management team behind you a great team a great winning streak if you get it done on october 21st what do you feel like is now do you feel like this is the one that is going to send you to the ufc um i feel like it very well could be um but i'm not basically gonna put the card ahead of the horse here um you know if if it happens it happens if it don't it don't and we keep doing what we're doing um eventually you know even if it ain't the ufc it'd be pfl one even bellator i guess if they're still around you know something something's gonna come something's gonna happen because um, you can't deny me forever yeah how excited are you to compete for a new belt Oh, this feedback is insane. What is that? Okay, there we go. Uh, I, I muted him for a second, and I think it took care of it. Nice. Yeah, it did. Um, no, um, I even have my phone sitting halfway across the house, so it doesn't echo. Can't win. No. There it is again. <laughs> New belt. How cool is the new belt, Ethan? <laughs> um, it's great. You know, especially the fact that Ryan's going to have to give it to me. And uh, he's going to have to put it around my waist. And uh, and I know he doesn't want to because I already got how many of his belts. But, uh, you know, the new one's pretty cool looking. Kind of si uh, similar, resembles what the UFC is. Um, you know, it's going to be going to be another one to bring home and hang up on the mantle. Is it is it weird if the promoter starts a solo chant during the fight? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, he's he's already started a Sudo chant, a Calvin chant. That's, um, that's that's just 
that's just the rest of the crowd showing who they, yeah. who they really like. So, Jared, Jared says he would love to see you in the PFL featherweight division. That I mean, their featherweight division is stacked, man. Yeah. Obviously, there's money to be made there for sure. I, I feel like well, no matter where you go, the featherweight division stacked. Um, featherweight division is the most stacked everywhere. It's just that's the, yeah. that's the reason why Ethan's not he's 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 in the most complete well-rounded gifted weight class there is yeah yeah no doubt about that it's not doing yeah. you any favors that's for sure yeah no and, I, and that's you know that's what's tough about it but in the same sense it's you know to be where i'm at and ranked where i'm at you know what i mean in this division in the deepest division in the state of pennsylvania you know it says a lot about how far i've came and uh how far my team has brought me so uh in the same sense it's kind of like a pat on the back but it's also annoying because you still got so many other tough talent to go through yeah there's yeah. no there's no easy fights in the featherweight division with experienced guys like no if you have a record in the featherweight division you're a bad bad dude and, and you know yeah don't forget that right I mean, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Jared Billy, once again, he's extremely talented. Him and Patton were actually the two who got me excited about Pittsburgh MMA. That's a good pairing, dude. You and Patton. Obviously, you've worked with Patton a lot in the past as well. And I did see you down. Uh, Lucas Siebert posted that picture, you and him getting some work in at Stout. What are those mm -hmm. days at Stout like? And just that whole cross-training mentality of this area, what's that like for you? Oh, it's great. Um, you know, in Altoona, a, a big, a big class for me or a big group for me is having seven or eight guys. Um, you know, you go out to Pittsburgh and there's 30, 40 guys in the room. So I had to make that transition a couple of years ago where I would train at my gym during the week and on the weekend I'd go to Pittsburgh and, uh, about the last for this camp, you know, the last three or four consecutive weeks, I've went to Pittsburgh, I went to Matt factory um worked with isaac and Patton and uh ethan kenny and craig perry and all those guys there and then uh last week i went to stout you know sparred with tim um Patton, lucas lucas and i actually did a lot of rounds we did like three or four rounds together um jonas rubiana you know just going down there to get work in man i was just showing up you know i'm i'm, I'm not showing up to try to prove myself to anybody or impress anybody or beat anybody up. Like I'm just showing up to get work in. And I think I ended up getting like nine solid five minute rounds. And nice. Um, so it's just, it's just nice that, that, you know, they Pittsburgh pretty much treats me like their adopted kid. Um, not always wanted, but the door's always kind of cracked open. You know what I mean? It sounds right. It definitely sounds right. So Lucas was obviously somebody that, you watched a lot of, and obviously with Cam just having fought him, what was it like to work with him at Stout? You know, did you feel like you already knew his game a little bit, or is sparring just a different environment altogether? Yeah, no, I mean, I I knew what he liked and what he, you know, obviously preparing Cam for him. Um, I like Lucas. Lucas is a good kid. Um, you know, he's talented. I honestly think one of Lucas's 
best attributes is his confidence is like i noticed when i was going with him even if you'd land a good shot on him or anything like that you know he didn't really crumble to it or get down on himself and stuff and that says a lot about somebody you know he could want to keep pushing forward because i've trained with a lot of people that just you lay in one good body shot and that's it they're done but uh you know he wasn't like that um like i said lucas has got talent um i think he's pretty decent kid he's a nice kid and uh he's obviously putting in the work um you know uh, a lot of the things i seen building up to the cams fight you know what i mean I, I seen why we were sparring and uh you know i'm not i'm not gonna say like oh i whooped him or he whooped me or anything like that but uh you know and then i'm not taking anything away from lucas but i just feel like cam underperformed a little bit no, I, that's what the person that got whooped always says. I'm not going to say I whooped him. Like, we can tell, dude. You just – Yeah. You said it by not saying it. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't tell Jim Wars. Smart. That's the smart way to be. We got Russ Green, Go Green Windows and Construction, another awesome sponsor of ours chiming in with some Wolverine. Wolverine, I said. Wolverine. That's awesome. Wolverine love Wolverine. Wolverine, that should be that's the new Wolverine. The Wolverine goss. <laughs> Russ, Russ is getting ready for some uh, Friday night lights, right, Russ? Man, hey, there it is. That time of year. His that son, time of year. His son plays. My son plays. We got got games coming up shortly. It's awesome. Ethan Goss. Ethan Goss. What's that? that? Is Patton having trouble too, or are you just pushing him back because I was late? He's here. He was a couple minutes late, but it could have been our fault as well on that. Yeah. Or he could have been having technical difficulties. So since you you struggled out the gates, you know, I just gave you a couple extra minutes because you got to oh, hear from the geez, champ. Thanks. Got to you got to let the champ speak. You know. <laughs> but yeah, dude, we'll uh, we'll get you out of here. We're excited for the fight. Obviously, main event, ladies and gentlemen, Brandenburg eighteen, Ethan Goss. The 247 Pro Featherweight Champion against Solo Hatley Jr. Tickets at 247fighting.com. We'll see you very soon, Ethan. Yeah, see you guys. All right, brother. Later, Later, man. All right. Patton is here. We're going to add him in. There he is. Look at this guy. What's what up, up, dude? Nothing. From, What's up? We go from some hillbilly who is hideous to Justin the General Patton. Ladies and gentlemen, a nice, good-looking young man. My mom only says that, you know. Don't lie to me. <laughs> about about Justin, your mom, your mom says, "What?" About I'm a nice, handsome young man, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big guy. <laughs> we got the man Steve saying that Big Mac's going to pound USC today. Ryan, I just got to throw that out there. I mean, I, like I'm not one to talk trash on high school football, so I'll talk trash on Ethan Goss. <laughs> and but yeah i'm not gonna talk trash on high school football nice i did think i will admit i thought it was a little dangerous to schedule justin Patton for a podcast right after 420 like it was a little close to <laughs> 420 <laughs> no not during we don't not during fight camp you know ah uh, there we go there he yeah. is. He's a professional. I'm a, yeah, I'm a professional. Come on, dude. <laughs> How's everything been going, brother? It's nice to see you, and obviously nice to work with you again, man. This fight card shaped up like crazy. I'm sure you're hyped. How's it? How's it going? 
Uh, that's good. You know, I'm ready to get in there and get back in the wind column, get another streak going, you know, been working hard. That last fight was so good, man. Like, it, it's kind of funny that you said that get back in the wind column because honestly, talking to you, I, I did forget that you lost your last one. It was, it was such a good fight, such a good performance. It obviously didn't go your way in the end. But what did you take away from that fight? Because for me, I felt like that was the most we got to see your stand up recently. It was nice to see some of that Justin Patton stand up again. And did it look good? I thought it looked good, man. I thought you looked good. You guys, you guys were slinging in the pocket a few times, dude. Uh, it was fun. That was like the, one of the most fun I've had in fights in a while, and uh, just standing there and going at it, you know. Um, I love it up in the fight, but it would have tasted better with a win, you know. For sure. That's that's basically. I talked to all my coaches about it, and we looked good. We did what we we came there to do. We just got stuck in a bad situation and. You know, a hats off to um, Zimic, dude. He's good. He was tough. a tough dude. Yeah. I was hitting him, and he just wouldn't. You know, so he's tough, dude. We'll see. What do you think? What do you know about Andrew Sturdivant? I should say your upcoming opponent. What have you been able to see about him or, or research on him? Um, I don't watch much video on my on my opponents. I watch like a couple fights, like one or two times, and then I just let my coaches tell me what I need to do. You know, I'm like uh. It's like they're playing a video game and they're just telling me that I'm the, you know what I mean? I'm the character. So, uh, I think he's real heavy Muay Thai style, heavy kicks, comes forward. So, we'll just give it, you know, deal with his kicks, pressure forward, keep him on his back foot and see where the fight goes. Russ says you're going to hand out some gangsta sauce. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, I've been whipping it up, so we'll, we'll get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love Russ Green. He's a great dude. Yeah, dude, Russ, Russ is the best. That whole company's the best. Russ rules, man. Yeah, he's actually Russ doing my uh, – my parents live in Rustic Ridge where that house blew up, mm -hmm. and it pushed all their windows in, and uh, he's doing their whole house. Oh, nice. wow. Yeah, go green. <laughs> no one's better to do it than, than Russ. Right. He's, he's an right. Here's, right. here's how I genuinely know that Ryan believes that, and that is that in Ryan's business life, he doesn't make decisions that he does not feel are genuinely 100% the best decisions for him and for his companies. And now with Russ and Go Green being one of you guys' installers at 247 Roof, that's how I know you actually believe in Russ Green. <laughs> Dude, he, he's he's good. He's real good. Yeah, man. He, he's the best. And obviously, he's been supporting you for a while, Patton, and, and a lot of the Matt Factory, really, him being in that lower borough area, he's very big on the Matt Factory and everything. But I think the Matt Factory in general has a bit of that aura about him in the scene. You know, everybody respects and knows the Matt Factory. So we talk about it a lot, but how has the Matt Factory been able to shape your recent professional fights? Because anybody who's followed your career has definitely seen a, a different fighter these past few. Uh, just how I carry myself. Like, under the leadership that we have in Isaac, Dempsey, Chris Williams now, Matt Schaefer, um, all the coaches, and even all the training partners, it's just how we carry ourselves. It's professional, respectful, but don't mess with us you know we're not <laughs> we're not uh we're the hammer squad for a reason you know what i mean so it's just and once you have like isaac is the case in point that you lead from the front like he's out here doing it. he just won gold medal at pans and he and he told us he said i've had harder harder training session harder matches in the gym than i've had out there because of what he 
shows us and what and you know how he leads us. So he's just different type of dude. I I every time I talk about it, he's just different. Yeah. He he truly is, man. And that's why he was, you know, the first I'm looking at the plaque here off screen, the two four seven Hall of Fame inductee. And everything he does for the community, as you said, not just as a as a competitor himself, as a coach, as a human being, as a man, he leads differently, man. And we've seen a lot of that with you, too, as well, in terms of just the way you're carrying yourself and the way you're reacting to fights and responding to setbacks, man. It's been really impressive to see. So definitely in this one coming up, we're expecting a big bounce back. And I'm sure you're feeling that, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited for it, you know. Um... I'm real excited, and I think I got someone that wants to stand with me a little bit, so we'll see how that goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm willing to go, willing to willing to go anywhere I need to to win, so it doesn't matter, you know. But we'll, you know, test the water, see how it is. We're we're a we're a week out from weigh-ins and uh, eight days from fight night. Has Hunter gotten those tickets up to you yet? No, I'm still waiting. I think they're in the mail or something. Okay. I sent my pigeon should be there shortly. Yeah, I've Keep been, an eye I've out. been uh, stopping the UPS guy. He probably thinks I'm harassing him and stuff. You know, <laughs> I, I stop every UPS truck I see. <laughs> He's getting ready to order the, the physical tickets today. Yeah, oh, cool. I, Thank you. <laughs> I, ju I just put it in. I just put it in for you, dude. They'll be there in no time. Don't worry. Just all tell right, all cool. your people. Yeah. But I, swear, I swear I got them. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, give you the money i'm good for it <laughs> dude you can't talk about justin Patton though without talking about Patton's army and and the crowd that you do bring out to fights dude it's it's pretty special for a lot of different reasons but how hype does that make you like how much do you feel them on fight night because so many fighters get you know tunnel vision they say they don't hear anything they don't notice anything is that you or do you feel that energy in that crowd uh a little bit of both i'm like before I walk out, I'm kind of like just like calming myself down, relax, and then I see everyone and everyone's yelling and screaming. They're all drunk and having a good time, and I'm like, "The party's here, let's go!" You know, like <laughs> it's nuts for real. Like I never thought in a million years that that many people would like to come out and see me and support me, and and it's not even like I don't have to mess. People message me about my fights. Like it's 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 weird to me. I never thought like people I don't. I don't talk to you that much. Will message me like Gary Lewis messaged me for tickets. Uh, friends I had growing up messaged me for tickets. It's just my family too. My family gets crazy there. Justin, how 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 difficult was it? How much work was it to build that base up for yourself? I mean, when you first, you, you know, you've always had kind of like since you've been with us, you've had a, a a decent following, but you you've grown that it's gotten bigger. And I remember, you know, the one fight when you first hit like a certain threshold of sales, and you know, we were like, yeah, like celebrating that. And you've you've built that up. And how much work has that been to do that? Uh, honestly, not. It hasn't. I mean, I'll hit people up sometimes, like, yo, I'm fighting. You want tickets? Yeah, of course I want tickets. You know, they'll hit me up right away and they'll get tickets that weekend. But it's really not. I post I post, and people message me. You know, it's it's crazy. I think it's because, like, win, lose, or draw, you know, I'm coming out there to show you my heart. And, and I'm I'm willing to die out there in the cage for, for it, you know. And it's always fun. Like, I always have fun in fights. And my most of my fights are – all my fights are really exciting, I think. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. I think that's for sure part of the puzzle and and 100% part of the reason why, like you said, some the Gary Lewis's out there are coming to you directly for tickets because when you go out there, man, you do make a name for yourself and it is very apparent that, like you said, the Justin Patton fight is a party, man. Like the way the, the place blows up and definitely at the Meadows, it's just a different environment there. What's it like fighting at the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows versus Monroeville for you? Because you've you now had plenty of experience at both. Um, I like the Meadows a little bit better because uh, Monroeville is 15 minutes from my house, so it feels like I'm just hanging out at my house all day, and then I just go get into a fight, you know. <laughs> and there's not much like afterwards. I'll I'll take uh, I'll ask people like my fans and my family. You guys want to get food? We'll get food, have some drinks, and and either celebrate or I'll eat my feelings, uh, regardless of how the fight went. But uh, I like the Meadows because it feels more like a like a actual venue to me. And did I I grew up going to Monroeville Mall? You know what I mean? Getting in fights in the mall when I was in middle <laughs> school and shit. So it's like it feels like every like a normal day to me. You know what I mean? But the Meadows like kind of feels special. Yeah, I think that is the general feeling there too for for us for everybody that goes it's just two different environments and i like them both for different reasons for sure the meadows is way more of a party atmosphere it's way rowdier mm -hmm. way louder way more crammed in everything like that russ just pointed out that you're undefeated at the casino which i never <laughs> even really did that math but there you go so there might yeah, be some magic dad, there my dad brings that up all the time you just need to fight there you haven't lost there yet <laughs> and i'm like don't jinx me bro i don't need that <laughs> <laughs> that's what Ethan always points out that you two as co-main and, and main are also both undefeated. Yeah, there we go. They keep the streak going, you know what I mean? I like having him in the back because we just, honestly, we just both kind of have the same vibe before our fight. We just chill, bullshit, and then um, get ready and go out there and do our thing, you know? I like yeah. having Hunter in the back. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> This is like, what, bro? What are you saying? But what? yeah, Ethan actually talked about that too at one point. I thought that was pretty interesting because you guys just see these two seasoned pros backstage just vibing off each other. It makes a lot of sense, right? Because you see these amateurs that kind of have nervous energy a lot of times. They're getting way too hyped way too soon. But you guys are kind of better at keeping each other grounded, especially being main and co-main. Obviously, you're the last two fights of the night. So you've got a long show to be back there during and you got to stay grounded and kind of peak at the right time yeah because you'll be back there with some people now i'm not saying any names but they talk too much and they're just you can feel their energy and i just don't i don't like it i don't like i like to have my own energy when i'm back there you know what i mean but i don't mind talking to anything in a select few people because some sometimes it's just people just keep da -da 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 talking and talking and i'm just like dude i just want to chill you know like You've got to call someone out. Just someone needs called out. <laughs> Car Carly talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I swear to God. So done. She, she's oh. going to beat me when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people, I definitely did not think that's where you were going with that. That's bravery, my friend. No, I'm kidding. She's She actually knows how to handle me perfect. She knows, like, in Monroeville, We'll set up my blanket, my pillow, and she'll just let me be because that's just how I like it. You know, I just want to sit there and chill, be alone with my own thoughts and my own energy and go out there and just let it all hang out. Yeah. Do you, do you as fights are going on um, early, earlier in the show, do you peak? Do you? Oh, yeah. I'll go out there and, 
if, if I'm interested in, in the matchup, I'll go take a look and see how it's going. You know what I mean? But the one thing I don't like is you go out there and then people try to start talking to you and then it's like, all right, I got to go to the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big, I'm not a big talker as it is, you know? Well, yeah. Also, I mean, that's just not the time, man. That's really not the time at all for you to be breaking your concentration and, you know, it's just have some respect. <laughs> Taking in that energy, dude. I'm telling you, like the moments before a fight, you can feel like people's energy and stuff. And it's weird. It's so weird. But I like, there's nothing in the world that makes you feel like that. Mm-hmm. Do you pick up on your opponent's energy as well? Is that, a, is that dynamic? You know, yeah, I, and, like when we meet in the middle of the cage, you can kind of see, you know what I mean? See how he feels, see if he's a little nervous or not. You can see in the, that's why I like to do, um, I like to walk back and forth and look at him, just see what he wants to do, you know, see, check him out. Nice. What are you expecting from Andrew? Uh, obviously, you said Muay Thai base, you're expecting some stand up, but I, I mean, in terms of his energy and his aggression and things like that, do you think this is a guy that's really going to push the pace on you? I think he's going to come out hard. Yeah, 100%. I I think he's going to come out and throw something hard first. Off rip, he's going to throw hard. So, so just so you're aware, Justin, you are in trouble, bro. Carly said, I hear you, dog. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> okay. Oh, Yo, shoot. Do, you, do you guys have a spare room or something? We yeah. do, actually. We do, <laughs> yes. I stay there for a week? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have a hidden lair that we can hide you in. All right. No, I need her for, I actually need her for weight cutting. So <laughs> <laughs> she scrapes me down and gets me in and out of the tub and whatnot. That's perfect, man. I mean, it's got to help that she fights, that she competes as well, and coming off a big win as well. Congrats on that, Carly Joe. That was awesome. And I know she's got some stuff coming down as well that we can't talk about quite yet but carly's got some exciting stuff on the horizon she's, too. yeah she's about to show everyone that she's on a different level i'm telling you i can't wait man it, it's super exciting you two together just makes so much sense so uh, i mean all jokes aside how cool is that for you man to have somebody that not only you care about and that you love like that but that you guys truly understand the fight life together uh it's really it's cool because we'll like train and stuff and we'll talk about it after and we'll watch fights and i'll be like in the middle of the fight, I'm like, what did what did he do wrong there? What did he do right? What can he do to get at it? So we're like thinking about the fight as we're watching it. You know what I mean? It's like a pop quiz. Yeah, and you can but, just have. Yeah, go ahead. But at the same time, um, sometimes, and you can ask like Jake Lowry, Chris Dempsey's seen it, uh, Lucas Jones has seen it. Sometimes in the training room, she gets a little mad at me and she does a little bit of violent stuff, you know? <laughs> I'm telling you, I get my butt whooped sometimes. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm just gonna let you know what the comments are coming up. So, no, I'll <laughs> there goes Carly Joe whooping Justin again in the training room. Dude, you have not. I um, I did a little like we were playing sweet pass submit right jujitsu, okay? And uh, I caught her heel and I pushed on her hip with my foot and swept her with the other foot. She gets up and leg kicks me. I'm on my back. She kicks my leg. I look around the room like someone saved me. And everyone just everyone just looks at me like, dude, that's your problem. <laughs> I'm like, geez. Dude, she's I'm telling you. She, I tell her all the time, I'm like, you're she's tougher than a lot of dudes. She's probably tougher than me. Like she's different breed. <laughs> that's so awesome. Somebody please help. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, man. I, I love it, dude. I love that dynamic. And obviously, 
We're, we love having you in the 247 cage. I did want to point out, Ethan Goss, I think, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, Ethan's had the most fights when this comes up with us, 247 history, but Justin is just one behind him, I think. I'll, I'll have to check. I, yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Regardless, I think you guys are one and two, so that's cool. Not only that you guys can vibe backstage and you know train together here and there and just be boys for each other, but... That you are part of what we're doing as well, man. And I just wanted to thank you for that because you and Ethan are a big reason why we are able to do what we do. So it's always an honor to get a Justin the General patent fight in there and then Ethan Goss title main event, dude. It's a, it's a special night and it's it's cool to have this going down at the casino for sure. Yeah, it's always a good time, dude. I love it. Carly Joe said that um, the reason why <laughs> the reason why Justin's talking so much is because he's getting nervous. <laughs> is she close <laughs> ask her if she's close to home because i'm running unfortunately <laughs> well, answer here in the box. well there's a delay so it takes a little while for her to get yeah. she she might be home by the time we see her response and by then it'll be too late <laughs> yeah the end of the podcast will just be running out the window where are you at right now i'm at my house she had to drive my she drove my mom to where um my dad's work okay me. so she's on her way back so if 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 she were to get home right now we'd see your yeah yeah you'd probably see me with a black eye when i come to my fight and it'd be because of her so i got plenty of time let's let's push this. <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> just let this roll yeah, I, gotta, just... I got actually i gotta go to all american soon so He's like, nice. I, gotta, I would like, rather face the wrath of nick brown <laughs> than of carly joe thomas swear so where I really would, even though Nick beats me up on Fridays habitually, it's She's excellent though. She's still in Monroe, though. It's all good. Okay, you're good. You got time. Good. She's stuck in traffic. You're lucky. <laughs> Very lucky. <laughs> yeah, dude. This, this, I, I love it. I love that. And this is always an honor to have you on, brother. Like, I, I kind of just alluded to it with you guys. You and Ethan haven't competed so much for us, but like. We don't take for granted what you do for the scene as well, man. Like you pushing tickets like we talked about at the beginning, building that brand, helping build us up. I think you guys can feel it too, like the growth of 247 and the Pittsburgh MMA scene and combat sports scene at large. You know, guys like you are a big reason for that, man. So I did just want to thank you for that and let it be known that Justin the General Patton's the man and we're looking forward to that fight. Sweet. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Of course, dude. This one's going to rule. Oh, yeah, for sure. In my best in my best Luke Payson impression, Justin the General Patton. Not bad. That was good. Not bad. I like it. All right, dude. Go get go get your butt whooped by Nick Brown or Carly or both. Let us know how that goes. It'll probably be both, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds right, man. We'll All see right. you. See you soon, brother. All right. See you guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Peace. Take care. <laughs> that's great Justin the general patent hey man it's been like seriously I, were you were, were you there for his first show with, with against cam um the first 247 card i was on was when uh chase boyd fought cody reese i think so which one no, was that, that? Wasn't, you were on staff though Oh, no, 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 not on staff. No, my first fight on staff was actually Justin's pro debut against Sean Susser. Okay. Yeah. So we were supposed to have Justin on 
shows before that, and there was the whole series of injuries and stuff, you know. But just how he has just blossomed, not only, I mean, on a on a personal level as well as as a professional um, and and just developing as a human. Um, I think the influence of Isaac on him is very, very prevalent. Um, having a mentor like Isaac in your corner is a game changer for anyone. Um, but I just, the growth that Justin, Justin came from like being a, a, a scrappy kid to like his maturity has just, has just come a long way just in every aspect of his life. No doubt. It's super rewarding to watch, man. I know you feel that with Justin. Justin's certainly not the only one, but watching these guys come through and grow as human beings and fighters, it's one of it's partly what drew me to the fight game to begin with. Like I was always more interested in the fighters than the fights themselves. Genuinely, like I care way it like without caring about who's in the fight, the fight means way less. So now that you've got this tie of like you're promoting and you get to see them go through amateur all the way up through the pro ranks and then they start to build these stories around themselves and when somebody like justin or ethan comes along it makes that payoff super special for sure yeah and the one other thing is like we're around a lot of different guys a lot of different fighters and and you can tell when certain guys just are not focused and aren't worrying about the right things. They're, they're worrying about things that don't matter. And they're worried about things that they shouldn't be. And that's, you know, frustrating for us because, you know, we're always thinking like, let, like we want these guys to be focused and, and worrying about the right things and, and seeing Justin and just the, the, the laser focus that he has um, it's just an example for, for everyone. He's, he's determined. He has a place he wants to go. He knows how he, the path he has to take to get there. He, he's willing to, you know, withstand the bumps in the road along the way. He just, he just suffered a loss in a fight that he was clearly winning. And the guy is just driven. He's laser focused and he's not letting any distractions get in his way of what his goal is. And he's become, a, a, a super well-rounded fighter and i think the sky's the limit <laughs> yeah for sure and i do want to be extremely clear on the fact that andrew sturdivant is an absolute stud as well from what we've seen on tape and everything it's just obvious coming you know from georgia tennessee area that we don't know as much about him. We haven't had nine fights with Andrew Sturdivant to talk about him this way. I'm sure the story is exactly the same with him because you don't get to be a successful pro fighter without some bumps along the way, without overcoming some adversity. So I do know that Andrew trains with you know Trevor Peak and those guys, and we've seen what Trevor's able to do getting to the UFC. All grit, all heart with that guy, just pure soul in there in the cage. So I'm assuming Andrew has a lot of that in him, and I'm super excited to get him in the cage too for this matchup. But yeah, man, on, on Justin's level, obviously just being closer to it, it's more, more obvious to us and more obvious to Pittsburgh and, and the fans here. So that is definitely a completely can't miss fight. October 21st at Bippy 18, all of these ones, man, this lineup today was so cool to me on the podcast because it was all the way from a debut 
amateur all the way up to a pro champion and everything in between. So I hope you guys also enjoyed that show and that kind of spread of experience and perspective of, of just hearing the differences between a pro champ, uh, a pro that's seen it all like Justin versus a debut amateur and amateur like Craig Perry still kind of finding his way and, and determining where he wants to go as a mixed martial artist. So it was cool, man. That was a cool episode. I like that. Brawl in the Bird 18, get your tickets now, 247fighting.com. We've got three pro fights, 10 amateur fights, headlined by, in the co-main event, Justin the General Patton and Andrew Studevant and Ethan Goss defending his featherweight title against Solo Hatley out of Arkansas, Rock City MMA. Like, Mateo Gardner, we saw him today. He's, he's fighting... Frankie Festa, who is from Waterfront MMA, he owns that gym in in uh, the Waterfront. Homestead, yes. Um, and then we got Dan Walters and Kevin Hendricks. Actually, there's an interesting tidbit on that fight because – oh, no, never mind. I was thinking of someone else. Okay. Um, we have Lucas Martin and Tanner Cahill. That's going to be an epic battle. We got the – Talk with both of them over the course of the last two weeks. Um, Craig Perry was on. We got Logan Mitchell and Craig Perry. Um, Clayton Lee, Trapper Harris, another great bout. Two undefeated young fighters. Just a great card overall. Obviously, Caprice Hall and Glenn Christner running back their fight. Um, what? When did they fight? Was that in April? Or I think that was just in July, last card. July seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're running that fight back. That was a fight of the night um, campaign, and they're gonna run that back. A great night of fights. Fighters that you're gonna want to see. These are guys that are. There are a lot of people that are on this card that are gonna be the up and coming guys. Being a part of that journey is part of the best, the most rewarding thing for us, and it's a fun thing for fans to say, hey. I saw this guy early in his career, and I saw mm -hmm. him special about him. No doubt in my mind, man. And I think, you know, having a guy like Luke Martin on and his teammates, Brandon Washburn, Max Jarrell, we haven't had them, had them on the show, but these are all debut amateur stout fighters that, you know, we've heard nothing but good things about. So it is going to be really cool to see that next breed kind of paved their way. We got Timbo Slice saying Glenn Christner by control alt delete. I like that. He gave you a shout out, Timbo. I don't know if you just tuned in or if you've been listening, but he did shout out his boy Timbo. He's gonna come watch you grapple. So you can't disappoint him, man. You cannot disappoint him. It's a huge night. It's a huge weekend, I should say. Friday, Saturday. That whole back to back is going to be insane at the Meadows. So ladies and gentlemen, we've got as you just saw the whole show, MMA, Ryan just ran down the card. That's Saturday, October 21st. We have the grappling event, Sprawl on the Bird 2, the night before. We cannot even have time to go through that whole lineup. <laughs> Josh Fram, Dalton Rostad, and Nikki Rod. It's ridiculous. I promise it's the stacked grappling card of the year in World Pittsburgh. Class ranked jiu-jitsu grappling top 10 guys. We got local studs. We got black belts and everything. White belts and everywhere in between. Do we have white belts? Yeah, we have white belts. Yeah, we have people that don't train in a gi. What do we have? Yeah. Anyway, a couple white belts. Not we not have, many though. We have Bellator fighters. We got UFC fighters. We got all kind. It, it's an awesome, awesome card. We got Timbus. Oh uh, yeah, he's a white belt. Duh. 
I should have known right there. Well, I'm sorry. Whenever you, whenever you hit an inverted triangle in a fight and you submit somebody with an inverted triangle, I forget you're a white belt. But yeah, that's You're not sorry. That's a sick, sick, sick lineup. So Friday, Saturday, Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. Tickets and streaming info for both events, 247fighting.com. Let's have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Boom. Thanks for tuning in. Boom. Who was it? Boom. <laughs>